0: I don't live in fear because of it. And I can tell you, it's taken me a lot of work to get there. And sometimes I'm scared, but I don't make decisions on a daily basis out of fear. I actually make daily choices and decisions in my life and actions in my life based on the fact that, fuck, I'm going to die sooner than later. And I sure as shit want to live my best life until that day comes. (laughs) It's Evie here. Welcome to EML Radio, where we are always talking truth. All of those things you need to hear that nobody else is willing to say. Hello and welcome back to EML Radio. We are going to talk today a little bit about my hope and my prayers on the things that people will take away from this COVID-19 and shelter-in-place experience that we have all been going through. So let me just start by saying I am not going to really share much of my thoughts or opinions on how we are responding to this crisis because the reality is I don't think most people really know what we should be doing. And my opinions, like most things that I have an opinion on, are kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, I think that we oftentimes think that there has to be one right way or one wrong way. And I just don't personally believe that's right. I like to think that I'm a little more open minded and willing to admit that like most of us don't really have all the answers and stop blaming people for the way they're responding or not responding and instead try to collectively be more patient and accepting that, especially in a situation like this, let's get real, like nobody really knows what to do. And nobody wants to do the wrong thing and nobody wants to not do anything. So here we are. Um, So I'm not going to belabor that because also I have always taken pride, great pride in the fact that I don't speak to shit that I really don't know anything about. I pride myself on staying in my own lane because I understand that words are powerful And so I never want to give advice or even just share my opinion if I have a public voice because I never know who I could be influencing and their decisions, and I don't want to be spreading stuff I just don't know anything about. So what I do want to talk about, though, and I think this is a great opportunity, is to share with you guys the five major areas that I really hope and pray people will take a time to really focus on, and not just right now while you're closed up in your house, because that's easy, right? You have all this time. I'm talking about these five takeaways that you start employing when you do go back to your previous life, when you do go back to all the freedom and all the responsibilities that you have. That's when it really matters. So the number one takeaway is that I really hope and pray people start taking their health more seriously and stop taking it for granted. Whether you are overweight or not really has nothing to do with it. What I'm talking about is on a daily basis, do you have a practice to make sure that you are developing optimal wellness? Or are you just simply going through the motions on a daily basis? And I'm telling you, I would argue that most of you out there take your life and your health for granted pretty much all the time, because most people don't get serious about their health until they lose it. And then take it one step further, not just focusing on your health, because if you've listened to my other podcast episode about the difference between fitness, health and optimal wellness, take it one step further. You may have your health, but health is just simply defined as lack of disease. Are you really living every day to have optimal wellness? That's what I want you to stop and think about. I can tell you even from the people in my family, in within my friends, and then just people out there in general society, the people that are most fearful of contracting coronavirus are those people that know for a fact that they neglect their health. That may hurt, right? But it's the freaking truth. The truth is those people who are extremely overweight, do not exercise, don't eat right, and overall don't manage their stress or other areas of their life, you can just hear it in their voices. Those are the people that are most fearful. And that fear You can hear it in their voice, and then you can see that that fear is driving their decisions on how they think we should be shut in or we shouldn't be shut in, which causes decisions to be made out of fear, which is never good. And it also causes people to make decisions based on their own selfish needs, because it's pretty easy to support a complete and utter shutdown of the entire nation If you are obese, high stress, smoke, or a plethora of other ways you've neglected your body over time. And I'm sorry. As someone that makes the time to take care of my own health, like I don't want fucking sick people or overweight people or people that neglect their health on a daily basis making the decision for me and other people in the world that take responsibility for their health. And I'm sorry if that does not sit well with you, but that's the truth. We have 45% obesity rate in this country. That is because of a lifestyle of excess. For me, I personally am enjoying, now don't be a hater on me, I'm enjoying watching people step back and get rid of this reliance on the disgusting level of luxury. Now, I'm not talking luxury cars. I'm talking the luxury of having anything delivered within your home within a day. I personally am loving that we have an opportunity to get rid of that. So when it comes to your health, if you have taken it for granted, if you don't eat the right foods, if you don't exercise and reduce your stress and get sunshine and bring laughter and joy into your life, you should be scared because you are more likely than others to contract this virus. And if you get it, you're actually more likely than others to die from it but don't just allow yourself to focus on this virus. If you neglect your health, you are at risk of every virus, right? You are at higher risk than those people that take care of themselves. It's a fact, you can't argue that. And I know there's plenty of people out there who are saying like, oh yeah, but wait, like there's perfectly healthy people dying of this. Well, for one, I don't think we're actually hearing all the backstory. There has been a lot of people that they have died of it or severely ill and they're young, but nobody's actually telling the whole story about what their health is because it just is not as easy. It's not as great and exciting and scary of a story. There are always going to be unexplained deaths in any circumstance, young, seemingly healthy people that die when they shouldn't have. That's not just with the coronavirus. That's with everything. So, When it comes to your health, the truth is most people that are not taking care of themselves, it's simply because you're lazy and I'm not shaming you. I'm saying your behavior is lazy. You're not a bad person. Just like people that have any other kind of addiction or weaknesses, they're not bad people, but they are making bad decisions. And so if you are obese or extremely overweight, it really does come down to the fact that you're lazy. You have access to unlimited information and resources, and you're choosing not to take them. When I was looking up numbers to kind of prepare for this talk, I wanted to see how many people in the U.S. suffer from alcohol addiction in comparison to those people that suffer from that are obese and 45% of Americans are obese, 65 to 70% of Americans are overweight. Really stop and think about that. Seven out of 10 people can't control their eating. And I'm not going to buy into the argument. Well, it's kind of an addiction. It's an outlet for people. Well, great. Let me tell you this. Alcohol addiction, the numbers are around anywhere from I saw as low as 14 all the way up to like 23%. Now wait, I understand that a lot of that is self-reported. So a lot of people could be reliant on alcohol and it not be affecting them on an everyday basis as extreme as those people that end up, you know, going and seeking help. But I just want you to think about that. We do not think it's okay for someone to sit there and drink away their sorrows, but yet we kind of just accept that people sit there and eat away their sorrows or eat away their stress. It's not okay. Okay. And with 70% of people overweight and 45% of people obese, we all bear the cost for that. So I want all of you to help spread the word, encourage people to not forget the fear that they felt during this time and how scary it was to know that you really wished you would have taken better care of yourself because now you're really worried about dying from an unknown virus don't let that feeling slip away from you. You got to start taking your health serious and stop taking it for granted. Number two, and this is going to help you with the first one. Slow down. You know, I've been wondering, like, what do people usually do in the evening? You know, people, especially on social media, are freaking out. They're acting as if like their whole entire life has collapsed. Well, and actually, I mean, aside from maybe a dinner or two out during the week that we usually do, my life at home hasn't really changed. In the evening, I'm making dinner. I'm hanging out with my family. We're maybe watching a movie. I'm reading a book, maybe answering some emails, and I'm fucking going to bed. So, you know, it's interesting to me, like, what have the rest of you been doing? I guess maybe I'm just boring. Because if you really stop and think about it, Like there really isn't a whole lot of change going on right now in your life than what it should be when you are not in a shelter in place and you're in a shelter in place, not a quarantine. Just that may be semantics to some people, but it fucking drives me crazy. You are not quarantined. You are not sick and being pulled out of a population of people. You are sheltered in place. Big difference, guys. Slow down. Think about right now the time and the peace and the quiet you could be experiencing? And why aren't you doing that at other times in your life? One area that this has been an eye opener for me and my family is in traveling. So we don't do like a hectic sports schedule or a lot of activities in the evening because I refuse to do that because we value eating together as a family. And I am not going to teach my daughter that being productive means constantly being busy. So as a family, we have always made the decision that we're not going to get wrapped up in that whole chaotic loop of you just eat out of the car and you're from one place to another. That doesn't work with us. So we've never done that. But one thing that I noticed that this has been really good for us is that we have cut back on our travel. Now, we love to travel, and most people would say, well, then what's the big deal? Well, sometimes I notice that we use it as a way to kind of just escape having to do the things that we should be doing at home. So we canceled all our travel plans, obviously, because we had to. And we've just been taking more walks in the evening together. And I have gotten so much stuff done at home, which has actually reduced my stress. Because normally what will happen for us is almost every weekend I'm going somewhere for business travel or we're going somewhere as a family. And then I get home on Sunday night and the laundry's not done and laundry's piling up and I don't have someone that cleans my house for me. I do that on my own because, again, I like to teach all of us some discipline and not to take things for granted. But cutting back on that travel is something that we talked about the other night on a walk, and we all agreed we're going to just cut back on our travel when we have the freedom to travel again, because it's something that is really beneficial for our whole family. So we'll leave it at that. Ask yourself, what are you doing when you are not in a shelter in place that is unnecessary, that's causing you to live at just too fast of a pace? Slow down. Slowing down will allow you to be aware and it's also going to allow you the time to start taking your health more seriously. Third takeaway, the things you are experiencing in grocery stores, not having every food item that you want available to you whenever you want it. Guys, this is something that people outside of a first world country experience on a daily basis. You know, I just think those people that have never traveled to a third world country, maybe it makes sense because you haven't seen it firsthand. But I just think all of us could use the reminder that we're not immune to the things that people in less fortunate countries experience. And we can really benefit as a nation and as human beings to remember that we're pretty darn spoiled. And I don't want to make this a lecture, but I also think that anytime there is tragedy or suffering or hardship, we have the opportunity to learn from it. So I would encourage you to have a big slap across the face and wake up call that stop taking for granted that you can go to the grocery store and get whatever toothpaste you want and clean your teeth. Because there's a lot of people around the world that don't brush their teeth. Right? Think about that. Fourth. You do not matter more than anybody else that's ever existed throughout time. I think this is, for me, just full disclosure. I am typically fairly disappointed in mankind, honestly. Um, That's kind of why I keep to myself a lot in like my everyday life and why I do what I do and trying to spread messages to help improve mankind. Because in general, I typically am kind of disappointed by him. I think that anymore we act very in our own self-interest and we think about ourselves as more important and we think about our own families as more important. And I don't think we ever really stop to think about throughout history, everybody who either sacrificed their life through the military or everybody that died of some kind of plague or everybody that lost their life in the Holocaust. It's easy for us to kind of think of those as concepts and events that really had nothing to do with us, but I don't think that we stop to relate to those individuals as humans. I don't think that we stop often enough to connect with other people and realize that ultimately we all share the same human experience. And that shared experience is this. We all are born. We all go through experiences in our life, varying experiences in our life, and we all die. And when we start having appreciation for that, I think that also can help us get rid of the current polarization and the current I'm right and you're wrong. My opinions matter more than your opinions. That's a disgusting, dehumanizing place for us to live. So I hope that we can take this opportunity to step back and realize at the end of the day, your life and your children's life is no more important than Anne Frank and her family. I shared a post on my personal Facebook page about that people complaining about sheltering in place because they're so fucking bored, not even to stop and think about the fact that like, think about just Anne Frank's family, how long they went without seeing daylight, that they were, it was a rare occasion that they actually had food brought to them. And they didn't have an end in sight. Their end was being captured, taken to concentration camps, and either dying of starvation or being execute it right and frank and anybody else throughout history is just as important as you and your life i have a practice and i'm going to share it with you guys and you're probably going to think it's somewhat odd but i don't care i'm going to share it with you because i think it's a powerful practice when i am say at a museum or i'm looking at photography books which i love to do i look i pick out individuals within a painting i do this even like within documentaries And I focus my attention on that person. And I literally say within my head, that little boy or that woman or that man, they mattered just as much as I do. Try it because I'm not going to be able to explain it and have it be as powerful as what it's going to feel like when you actually do it. But look at some human in a painting somewhere or in a photograph somewhere and acknowledge that they had families, friends. That they matter to just as much as you matter to your family and friends. So none of us are more important than the other. We've got to start focusing on the we collectively and stop focusing on the I. Just the reports of grocery stores and the way people were stockpiling food. And fighting over things. Now, I think that that is more of the fringe. I don't actually think that that was what was happening majorly across the board. But just that alone, I think we all can learn from this that we've really been focusing a lot on the I, and we're not really collectively thinking about the we. And if we did that, we would never have a military. We would never have people that were willing to sacrifice their own life for the freedom that we all experience. This is a time that we all can back up and say that we are going to act in the best interests of others and not just ourselves. And fifth and final takeaway is I really hope you take this opportunity to wrap your mind around your own mortality. That is a topic that I mean, honestly, most people don't want to think about. Because for some reason, you think that like if you talk about your death or you acknowledge the fact that you're going to die some way, that it's going to bring it about sooner. (laughs) It's just not the way it works, guys. Here's the deal. Everyone is going to die. And you do not need to dwell on it in a negative sense, but rather use it as inspiration for you to stop taking shit for granted. Stop taking your life for granted. And I will challenge you to build a practice around acknowledging your mortality, a practice around it, not just flippantly, yeah, I know I'm going to die someday, so I'm going to live to my fullest, right? That's nonsense. That's just lip service. And actually, the people who say that are typically the ones that are disconnected from acknowledging and accepting their own mortality because they're so flippant and speak very easily about it. Or for those of you that just go to church once a week and go, yep, like, I know I'm going to die, so I'm going to do the right thing this week. I challenge you too. I think that a lot of that is lip service and you're not actually living it on a daily basis. So I encourage you, whether it's through writing, through reading, through meditation, through prayer, whatever it is, but you start developing a daily practice of accepting and acknowledging your own mortality. Those are not the things you only want to think about and prepare for when we're in times of fear. We're currently living in a time of fear. This is really kind of uneasy. I feel myself feeling it as well. Like I'm perfectly healthy right now, but that doesn't mean that I'm guaranteed anything. But you know what? I'm okay with that because I do have a daily practice of accepting my own mortality and I don't live in fear. I don't live in fear because of it. And I can tell you, it's taken me a lot of work to get there. And sometimes I'm scared, but I don't make decisions on a daily basis out of fear. I actually make daily choices and decisions in my life and actions in my life based on the fact that, fuck, I'm going to die sooner than later, and I sure as shit want to live my best life until that day comes. So we'll leave it at that. But before I go, I want to leave you with one final truth, and that truth is times like this are separators. These are the times where people either use setback, fear, tragedy as an excuse, an excuse to not find solutions or not step up their game or not become a better human being, or you make the choice to use setbacks and heartaches and tragedies like this as a time to learn and grow and become more resilient, more authentic, more wholehearted human beings. So you decide which route are you going to take? Are you going to grow and learn from all of this? Or are you going to live in fear, use it as an excuse and continue to not live your fullest life? Thanks for tuning in today. Everybody out there, stay safe, follow the rules, look out for one another, don't be all about the I, be about the we, and if you want to listen to a couple of other episodes that are along these same lines, I encourage you to go back and revisit the Facing Your Mortality episode that I recorded a while back, and then there's another one that are three steps to creating a practice around Facing Your Mortality. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.